We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas. And ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. We have just received word that libertarian death squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. back. Yeah. 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 And also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. He was over of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, where are you in the now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island is drywall. Declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. know the story bud light sent uh, dylan mulvaney this can to celebrate his 365 days of being not a woman but a girl ended up losing what six billion dollars in market cap because it just so happens that people who drink bud light are not necessarily down with transgender ideology who'd have thunk it and now they've had two leaves of absence instated, one for the VP of marketing, and now is Daniel Blake, who oversees the marketing for Anheuser-Busch. He's taken a leave of absence following the backlash from Dylan Mulvaney's advertising campaign. They could possibly be returning to their jobs, and this just might be a little trick that Bud Light is playing to say, look, oh, we put them on a leave of absence. Can you, can you forgive us? Can you buy our 
yellow water again, please? As far as I'm concerned, uh, Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney deserve each other because Bud Light is to beer what Dylan Mulvaney is to being a woman. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that. So this morning, after two decades, a new top-selling beer in the U.S. Mexican lager Modelo Especial was the top-selling beer last month, overthrowing Bud Light. There are a couple things at play here, including flat-out changing tastes, but also the backlash from a social media post by transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Rose James Madison. And now, a lot of people wanted to act like the boycott was over. People quit covering the story. It was kind of just left to die in the wind. Well, folks, I was just at the store the other day, an entirely different Myers. You know, whenever I pop by a Myers or if I'm going shopping at Kroger's, whatever, I keep an eye out these days for little blue boxes sitting in freezers on pallets in front of freezers, in aisles on pallets, still in plastic wrap, with a little sign saying, "Buy one get one." Did you know that some states can like set custom liquor specials and shit? I, I want to travel out and like find these states that are doing some wonky shit. But yeah, there isn't a recovery. Now, a little bit ago, there was an article that was written like, Bud Light saw a 3% recovery. And I was like, yeah, but that's just like Joe Biden saying, I saved you 25 cents on gas, man. Yeah, after you raised it $5. Thanks. I'm still paying three seventy-five more than I did before. Appreciate you. It's wonderful quite delightful actually now it was also during a holiday and with that you know Bud Light had started to like fine we will double down we're gonna back these pride events these all ages drag shows you know we're gonna double down fun this and they saw a little bump but that bump pointed out by some very observant uh, viewers as well was, is that Memorial Day? You know, you probably just sold because people wanted beer for Memorial Day and it was the cheapest option, so they just got it and said, you know, whatever, it's beer. They'll drink it if it's available and they didn't pay for it. And sure enough, sales tanked right back down. Bud Light sales tank. Uh, take steepest hit yet since Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. June 20th. 2023 and we have a new article to get into well at least new as of the time recording is 11 54 p.m wednesday june 21st for me at least for now but let's get into it by lisa fickenster cool name anyway bud light suffered its worst weekly sales drop since it, the nation's number one beer uh formally it's now Modelo, a Constellation brand. How great is that? Half of you are like, what the fuck is a Constellation brand? Exactly. They just swept the legs out from Anheuser-Busch. Chef's kiss. Anyway, Bud Light suffers its worst weekly sales drop since the nation's number one beer brand launched a ill-fated marketing tie-up with transgendered man. Dylan Mulvaney. For the week ending in June 10th, Bud Light sales dropped by a whopping 26.8%, according to the latest data from Bump Williams Consulting and Nelson IQ. 
that's wider than the 24.4% drop seen prior to the week, seen the week prior. And topped the all-time previous worst plunge of 25.7% during the week ended May 20th. Since the beer giant got into the bed with Dylan Mulvaney on April 1st, well, hey, at least, it's a monkey, at least it wasn't monkeypox season, so maybe you dodged it. Anheuser-Busch, or Transheiser-Busch, as I like to call them, and other brands also took a step backwards for the week ended June 10th. According to the data, sales of Budweiser were down 10% compared to 7.8%. Well, hey, maybe Juneteenth will help their sales, right, guys? Anyway, decline the previous week while Natural Light, ooh, Natty Lights, all right, I know some people are into that, was down 2.3% versus a 1% decline. McClub Ultra, absolute fucking shit water. The nation's number three beer was down 2.4%. It's fucking whack. Anyway, quote, This was a tough week for Bud Light and other beer brands. Owned by Transhouse Bush, said Bump Williams, head of the Ephonius consulting firm. Hmm. The calls for the boycott from conservatives... Oh boy, shut up. The calls for the boycott from conservative corners of the country over the Mulvaney campaign has cost the Belgian-based beer company more than 20 billion. I love it. I love going to the store, and I love seeing all the Anheuser-Busch products and all the Bud Light and their other nasty fucking beers just sitting on the shelves, and they always make a fucking joke. I'm like, man... Why does anyone buy Bud Light anymore? What's, what's going on with Bud Light? And I like to play dumb. And no one really wants to tell me. Sometimes they just chuckle and go, <laughs> as they grab, you know, a not Bud Light item. Or they just really kind of pissy look and walk off. Either way, if you see my ass in a speedway at 3 a.m., best know I'm under the influence of something. And I'm going to talk a lot of shit. Moving on. The nation's number two beer, Modelo Especial, meanwhile saw a 5.7 increase versus a year earlier in the most recent week. Did Modelo lose its spot? Okay. In previous week, it had seen a 12.2% bump from the year earlier. Still, Bud Light remains number one beer brand as several hundred million dollar with a seven hundred million dollar average over Modelo Especial on year-to-year date basis, Williams said. <laughs> what a vibe. What an absolute vibe. Moving on. What a weirdly round head. I know you guys are not particularly thrilled to see the face, but what a weirdly shaped fucking head. Moving on. It looks like one of those Madame Trudeau wax figures that got left, like, what they did with the Adolf one, where they left it under the hand dryer for a while. You know what I'm talking about? Modelo has been outselling its rival on a weekly basis since May. The data shows, but Bud Light to, uh, shows, but for Bud Light to be unseated, it would require the declines to continue and Modelo's increases to continue through the end of the year. I think Modelo might be actually competing more with Yingling currently, because Yingling's rapidly catching up. But hold on a second. Fair. Okay, so I guess it's more... I'll leave a link to, leave a link to the article below. I guess it's more accurate to say 
when it comes to units pushed per week, Modelo is outperforming Bud Light. But while it's America's number one selling beer currently, it's not the most lucrative beer company. I see the measures. Got it. But it was a popular vote. Okay. Hamadello Especial became America's number one beer amid Bud Light's rapid decline. When it comes to beer, customers' tastes have been changing for a while, and that has a lot to do with customers aging out of the beer drinking. Whatever. Very interesting nonetheless. But, went, like you can see up here, leans left. I went from New York Post to NBC, from one outlet to the other, basically, just to double check. And yep, so when it comes to units sold and amounts sold and quantity, Bud Light is vastly outperforming. Or uh, Bud Light on a revenue stream is still bringing in more money than Modelo, but Modelo is still selling more beer. So let's see how, uh, how long it'll take to catch up. Williams predicts that it is unlikely Modelo will become America's number one beer brand on a 52-week basis. Quote, In some instances, the trends for a particular brand may be healthy in some local areas across the country and worse in others, Williams explained. Well, I know me. I'm still choosing to go for the, uh, the Yingling, especially with Yingling coming out being like, yeah, we didn't know about the trans shit. And uh, if they want to continue to receive money, uh, that entrance fee, that entrance age is going to be 18 at the youngest. We would rather be 21, considering that's how old you have to be to buy our drink. And the venue raised its age. And no longer was an all-age uh, drag event. Phenomenal. You'll love to see it. Only you, you know. But here's the thing. All jokes aside, I don't care when it's adults. England was like, hey, this is, uh, you know what? I'll get an episode into it. And that's not the point of this episode. Though, what had stated out, I'm not gay, I drink the straight beer, okay guys? I guess is what all that just condensed itself into. Though, what had started out as a backlash against Bud Light and its sister brands in mostly red states has shifted into blue states, beer experts have noted. Oh, interesting thing to observe. I, uh, I, I wonder. Well, you know, it's all these conservatives, right guys? From June 21st, 2023, gay bar boycotts Bud Light after Anheuser-Busch abandoned queer community in Dill Mulvaney fiasco. Again. Again. Originally, it was all these bars in LA and San Francisco. And then it was all these gay bars all across the country. And then it was these gay bars here. Gay bars there. LGBTQ famous event here. Uh, gay drag queen whatever RuPaul cancels contract with Bud Light for abandoning fucking Dylan Mulvaney dudes defending dudes type deal you know hey for the bros right when women don't got you the homies got you so no again it's not conservatives it's you fucked with the normies it's like rule one look you don't go schizo posting around the fucking normies Right? And to the normies listening to this, I love you. You're probably wondering, what the fuck is a schizo post? Don't worry about it. See what I've done? I've already confused them, unfortunately. It's okay. We're going to move on past this topic. But I use it to prove a point. You don't drag the normies into it because they get confused. And when they get confused, they get angry. And they look at who makes the most sense. And when they start paying attention, they start actually going for the guy who makes sense. Even if the guy who starts making sense is the guy they've been told to hate for almost 10 years. 
Gay bar boycotts Bud Light after Anheuser-Busch abandoned queer community in Dylan and Mulvaney fiasco. June 21st, 2023. Moving on. A Minneapolis gay bar. A ally. Anyway, a formerly smoldering remnant that has turned itself into a gay bar. You know, presumably there's something uh, unburned in that city. A gay bar is reportedly dumping Bud Light beer and Anheuser-Busch beverages, citing a lack of integrity from the company, according to the local report. Minneapolis Gay Bar and Saloon... Oh, sorry. Gay Bar the Saloon is replacing Anheuser-Busch with local breweries because... I love that, actually. Support local industries. Love it. Buy local. Buy American. Based. Based Gay Bar. Not many of those, if any of those, with local breweries because of the way the beer giant handled the backlash over influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Star Tribune reporter reported Monday, quote, Anheuser-Busch had an opportunity to support a marginalized community in a way. How are you marginalized? Every major corporate entity, be it business or media, has buckled itself to you for over 10 years in an ever-ending, constantly evolving attempt to earn your appeasement. You have a whole month dedicated to your mental illnesses and undressed childhood traumas. And you have the nerve to sit here and say you're marginalized? Get back in the fucking closet, Junior. Marginalized? fuck around we'll go back to the don't ask don't tell days you want to talk about marginalized go fuck yourself i hate that shit it's like the more you cater and that's not all gay people it's not all of x y or z group of people fuck off that goes without saying now it's just every literally the entire western civil uh, the entire entirety of Western civilization has sacrificed its entire persona, its image, its standing to you clowns. And you have the nerve to demand more? I hate to say it, but I remember there was a point where everyone was like, hey, yeah, slippery slope arguments, bud. But every slippery slope argument is fucking real to the point where there is a bestiality pride flag. And I remember hyperbolically old GOPers being like, you know, we legalize gay marriage. Tomorrow they're gonna want to fuck their dogs. Everyone was like, that's a weird thing to jump to. No, apparently that is actually a thing they've wanted to do. Not all the shut up. Obviously. Moving on. Minneapolis Gay Bar Saloon replacing blah, blah, blah. and Hazard Bush had an opportunity to support a marginalized shut up retard community in a way that few other corporations have attempted but they abandoned that direction what do you mean every con- every company pairs with a drag queen or yeah, it's always a dude in drag they just pair with a dude in drag either a dude who just has had some lip work and facelifts or a dude who's had body mutilation performed upon them. It doesn't really matter to me which way they, they go with. They do every year. Uh, my brother is obsessed. He's a brand whore. And he loves North Face. North Face 
has paired with the same tranny dude or drag queen or whatever the fuck. Is there a difference anymore? Right? Like, like drag queens have kind of just become unanimous, like, unanimous with the trans community now. Like, it's just one, one of the same. So, whatever. Same group of fucking people, I guess. Marginalize my ass. Community with a few other corporations. Yeah, I just, it's bullshit. Cry harder into your shrivel up remnants of western respectability like go fuck yourself dog moving on attempted saloon owner john moore said quote i'm so protective of doing business with people who have integrity and don't get into all that anti-queer agenda the bar owner added you're right. Meanwhile, on this side of that, people are like, I don't want to get in. I'm not going to support a company that does that queer agenda shit. So, but like, again, you're adrift in a sea of your own fucking doing. I love it. This is what happens when you just refuse to apologize. And when you do address it, you make the worst possible judgment calls. And after Bush had partnered with Mulvaney in March, sending him a personalized pack of beer as part of an ad for March Madness and Mulvaney's first year anniversary of his make-believe delusional reality where he thinks he is actually a woman, which I don't think Dylan Mulvaney thinks Dylan Mulvaney is a woman. Get fucking real. Moving on. The marketing <clears throat> move led Anheuser-Busch to lose roughly $28 billion in market value and a significant drop in sales from, it's not just conservative customers, it's literally everyone. In the first couple of days, they lost gay customers, they lost conservative customers, they lost independent customers, and then it became a fucking meme. I have been in bars. I've told this story, I'll tell it again. I was in a bar, local bar, Hanging out. Now I'm more of a quiet bar kind of guy. I know. I'm obnoxious. What can I say? But I like to go to the bar where the people there are like just getting off work. You know, like factory worker type bar. Everyone in there is wearing like some Carhartt and some fucking Dickies and some fucking A-Cal. Whatever the fuck you into. Right? Fucking Wrangler if you're me. Anyway... Everyone's drinking the fucking Harvey Wallbanger, essentially. You get the you get the vibe, you know. Cheers-type bars. And I have heard older guys and younger guys make the exact same joke to each other. Where it's like, uh, hey, you can get a Bud Light Princess. Or something along these lines. Where they say if you order... Or the joke is essentially, you order a Bud Light, you're gay. Which... That is a punchline that everyone is going to have in the back of their mind when they drink a Bud Light or see a Bud Light. They're going to look at it and think, gay beer. That is perceived to be a gay beer. Even the people who are like, oh, this is just a weak, weak trend. They're going to be over the boycott in a couple of days. It's been a few months, a few being three or more, my man. And they have not seemed to stop. March, April, May, June, and we're almost done with June. We're closer to being done with June than anything else, so we're coming up on a full three months 
of this fucking boycott. It's only gotten worse. I still, if you go back, unless people leave their comments, and you look at the first couple of videos about the Bud Light boycott, you will find people shilling black pills. I don't care if you're, what, well, if you're on Rumble, does that make, I don't get many comments on Rumble, but if you're on BitChute, if people didn't delete their comments, there's going to be comments where people are like, this is just a week-long thing, you guys are just so triggered, you're going to be over this and drinking this fucking alcohol, you vaccinated cuckservatives, you, you, you magfag chuds, I'm pretty sure like 95% of you people leave those comments are just shit posters looking for a reaction, and luckily for you, I don't really give a good reactions, unfortunately. So I guess it's not very good for you. The marketing move led Anheuser Bush read that significant drop from universal customers, but sure, conservative customers. More added, he would be selecting local breweries that have a stronger commitment to uh, than Bud Light to the integrity and the LGBTQ plus community. How much more plus? It was a uh, LGBTQIIA2 spirit MAP. Is that it? Give enough time. Those last three will be there. Some gay bars in Chicago have similarly committed to dump Bud Light, and they've committed to that as well. As I said before, in the very earliest days of this boycott, I'm like, when bars get in on this, that's how you know it's over. Because if bars start canceling their orders, that's where they're going to feel it. Because, you know, sure. Maybe you're, you're, uh, you got some extra money, so you go pick up a couple 24-packs if you, if you really want to spend some money, right? That's not shit to Bud Light. They appreciate it, but that ain't shit. Bars, restaurants, concerts, venues, events, gatherings, you name it. Big events where there's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in beer being bought for an event reserved for an event or con like million dollar contracts with corporations are signed signed and all of a sudden these companies are like well no one's buying bud light so uh look this is the last year we're gonna have this contract don't bother reaching out to us to have us renew this contract next year uh thanks for all the support love you bye that's what's happening right now and how's their bush ceo and fed brandon whitworth whitworth put out a statement in April about Bud Light Mulvaney controversy saying that his company never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people, so we just wanted to introduce politics and beer. <laughs> politics and alcohol, famous for not being a divisive combination. Top Anheuser-Busch executives spoke out recently about the backlash. It's tough to see the controversial and divisive debates that have been happening in the U.S. in the last couple of weeks involving lots of brands and companies, including the, including and especially Bud Light. Global Chief Marketing Officer uh, Marcel Macadones said, quote, It's tough exactly because what we do is all about be bringing people together dumbass said the statement uh, said the incident was a wake-up call for marketers like himself to be very humble during such divisive times hopefully that means you'll shut the fuck up and make beer bitch maybe companies are figuring out that they don't need to make a public statement about every little fucking social issue especially now they're starting to cost you actual money why? 
because as time has gone on, less and less of these people actually have money. I hate to tell it to you, but let's see what the comments have to say about the situation, shall we? Justin Commitment says, Anheuser Bush has one foot on a gas pedal and the other foot on a banana peel. Even after they have helplessly alienated both their longtime customer base and their potential future customer base, other big corporations are following their lead into certain doom. And let them. I've said this before, this is an absolute great thing to let these companies all self-destruct and implode. Why? Because they're doing it of their own fucking volition, mostly. The SG thing's a little bit out of their control, but they chose to get into that without fighting, so that's their fault still. And you know what's happening? Independent companies, American-based breweries, are getting the rise. American-based companies are getting getting all sorts of, you know, like, uh, oh, what? Uh, you know, it's small right now, but it's growing every day. More and more people are signing up for it. So, you know, I should talk to Daily Wire, but we're going to give the Daily Wire a little bit of a compliment here. Oh, multi-international globalist enjoying company Disney making woke propaganda? Yes. To appease ESG scores and stakeholder capitalists or stakeholder whatever the fuck they're called yes well other people say no i'm just gonna make a daily mail account and just see what content they got going over there i'm gonna make a mud club account oh i'm gonna go make this account this account this account this account i don't like facebook fucking silencing me i'm gonna hop over here it's a uh, it's quite fun long time customers and potential customer bases other big corporations are following them into certain doom. And while they do that, the little guy gets all the customer support. And the more woke and the more like on the surface and obvious it is that these companies are fucked up, the more you can see this happen. Last two comments, and moving on. Bookem Dano, great reference. Moral of the story for corporations, stay out of politics. Cancel culture was always a thing with progressives. Now that conservatives have caught on, you will lose, lose. Seth Kaufman, to quote Joshua from War Games, Strange game. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth? It's just no winning for you. Record sales drop. And note, this is ending, right? Just from the 1st of June to the 10th of June. Pride Month. I had wanted to see what the effects of Pride Month will be. And I get to see what the, the effects of Pride Month will be next week. When the reports for this week come out. And we do an update about that. They're going to get worse and worse and worse. Because remember, we've covered this before. Bud Light is considering the possibility of changing a lot of its beers. And only selling the Bud Light as like a special like a, like a beer in certain areas where it still maintains high sales. But selling it as a stock beer, meaning like GFS, Cisco type cooking beer. Great. Fucking wonderful. And meanwhile, small bars are getting all sorts of advertising. Why? Because local breweries are like, hey, you know, finally, hey, they're, they're selling my beer here. Look, I got posters, I got lights, I got decorations. I'm going to come up. And maybe it's just my area, but you know, you got local breweries up here in my little area. And we're like, wow, you know, I haven't had a chance to, you know, I, 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 this is great. 
You know, actually, I don't, that's my beer. You like the beer? Well, that's great. Well, here's what you, you know, we, we, our brewery's downtown. You can come check it out. You know, we do samples on Tuesdays. You know, Mumford and Son cover bands in the lobby. <laughs> it's a little too accurate, that last one, actually. I'll complain with a lot of the local beers is lay off the fucking hops, dog. For real. If you're gonna make a fruity beer, make a fruity beer. Don't make it 95% hops with an orange peel in it. Alright? Fuck off at that nonsense. Now, there is a really good thing if you guys can find it. Kombucha beer or kombucha wine. Mmm, delicious. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your James Madison, and I shall talk to you later. All right, everyone. So it's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. I'm feeling kind. But before I go out, I've got to pregame. And the only way I pregame is with an ice-cold Bud Light. So good. Ah, happy Friday. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What, um, what is that? This brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the Pit of Misery. Pit of Misery! Dilly dilly! dilly, dilly. This is what progressive philosophy does. It takes logic and throws it out the window and restructures things. That means a necessary grooming of the public. They toyed with this idea because they thought that it would be accepted. They did not anticipate the vigorous backlash. Detaching from the traditionalist image of Budweiser, the Clydesdales, the Frogs, the post 9-11 spirit, the frat parties, the comedy of real men of genius, that all was abandoned by Heinerscheid and Blake. This is my main issue with them taking down the servers of Warzone Caldera, and it has a lot to do with recent events that we've seen. We know right now that it is unsafe to play any of the older Call of Duties that were available through X-Labs and other um, third-party non-Call of Duty affiliated people that created those servers and infrastructure to be able to safely play those games. As of now, since those were taken down, good job Plutonium, Plutonium's still alive, um, there is no safe way to play those Call of Duty games anymore. And their servers are still up, and you can still buy those games on Steam, on Battle.net, wherever you want to, at full price. And you cannot play them online anymore without risking losing your personal information and getting your PC ratted and basically allowing somebody to install malware on your PC to steal all of your personal inf information and potentially even your identity. All of that can happen on these older Call of Duty games, yet their servers are still up. So why the fuck... Are we shutting down the Warzone Caldera servers when they're actually safe? We talked about it on the other podcast is that we at least wanted them to shut down the online capability of those games to protect their consumers and their customers against these things. Because unless you're on social media 24-7 or you're as deep into Call of Duty lore as me and you are and know everything going on with the franchise, there is no way that you would know if you booted up an old Call of Duty game that you were putting yourself at risk. Hey, 
We need to talk about Nick Merckx right now. Well, what do you want to talk about? I see his name trending. What the hell is going on? Uh, he had a tweet that a lot of people thought was controversial. What did he say? So there's a video going around of a bunch of adults fist fighting each other outside of an elementary school due to a topic that isn't like traditionally taught in schools, but it is being taught in schools and it's causing MMA fights outside of the school with a bunch of 40 year olds. So Nick said, leave the kids out of it. And he would just prefer to teach his son about that same topic at home rather than be in that environment. You're telling me he wants his kids to be safe? Who does he think he is? Their dad. This is bullshit. Take his skin out of the game. Wait, why? Because here at Activision, we have morals. Since when? Like a month ago, after our last 14 lawsuits, the judge ordered me to get some morals. All right, I'll remove his skin. Wait, give people one more day to keep buying it so we make more money. I fucking hate this job. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Now, this story. There's everything to it, doesn't it? A boycott, anti-groomer messaging, counter-messaging, and some, I guess, I don't know, are streamers powerful? I guess in the realm of the culture war, they do have a lot of sway. And, well, I've mentioned this before, I have a lot of siblings, and I got a, you know, pretty decently large extended family. Lutheran, Catholic, and Jewish. Go figure. Lots of fucking in this family. Now, hey, before you get mad at me, I'm from the Lutheran side, all right? Look, I'm getting into heaven. As for the other two besides the family, <laughs> suckers. But hey, Catholics, tell you what. Uh, I understand that my jokes can get under your skin. Uh, how much will it cost to buy me less time in purgatory? I'm just asking for off a friend. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Disrespect quits. Call of Duty. Demand Activision apologize to Nick Merckx. Now, I'm not familiar with Nick Merckx. I guess Nick Merckx, part of FaZe Clan. Not really uh, my era there now. Dr. Disrespect, however. This man has been in the game for a very long time. Like, he was one of like, the first real, like... Dude's been doing it longer than Ninja. You know, so I actually, you know, he kind of taps into, like, me in 2017 watching Let's Play content. So I fuck with Dr. Disrespect. Dude's always been incredibly based. I don't really watch Twitch streamers anymore, but I guess he's hopping over to a site called Kick. Now, there is an Inside Four Walls Kick. It's been up for a minute, but I don't upload to it. Again, I don't really do the live stream thing. But that being said... You know, this got me and my nephew cracking jokes and talking about the culture war and what's going on behind the scenes, too. So this story really brings everyone together. Article by Paul Tassie. If he was like, hey, do you know who Dr. Disrespect is? I'm like, do I know who Dr. Disrespect is? Absolutely, my man. What's well, thank you guys move I know about internet commentary etiquette with Eric. In the wake of Activision removing streamer Nick Merck's Call of Duty operator skin after his negative comments about the LG, not at all. They weren't negative comments about LG. All he said was, leave the kids alone. Leave kids alone. That's all he said. And that was it. That was it. And his ESG score got terminated. LGBT plus community. At least some other high-profile content creators are weighing in. One of them is longtime Call of Duty player Dr. Disrespect, who made a big show 
of uninstalling the game on stream and said he would not consider playing Call of Duty again unless Activision publicly apologizes to Nick Merckx or reinstates his bundle. Previously, Dr. Disrespect called for the action, called the action pathetic and later further exp- expanded on his comments that this was a bad PR move on the Call of Duty part on Call of Duty's part. Quote, it's a tough one. For what again? He said, so what? So what? I gotta do. Uh, God, why can't you... Uh, I hate Quote, so what? I got, so what I gotta do? What we gotta do is uninstalling the game number one. Don't be mistaken. This year's Call of Duty is the worst in, in its franchise, but that decision by COD's PR marketing team, I'll tell you right now, that's a tough one to digest. Jake Lucky down here. Dr. Disrespect has uninstalled Call of Duty for uh, for Nick Merckx. He says unless they apologize or reinstate Nick Merckx bundle, he won't be playing the game. I remember forever ago he was talking the maddest shit and he caused this Call of Duty player to have a fucking breakdown and just start crying. Everyone's like, dude, you need to stop. Dr. Disrespect goes, was wrong, pussy. And you just hear me, and then you hear. Doo-doo. I was like, oh come on, dog. You playing Call of Duty on Twitch and you can't handle a little shit talk? Is uninstall the game. Number one. I mean, don't get a mistake. In this year's Call of Duty, is the worst in its franchise. Uh... But that decision by COD's PR marketing team, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you right now, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to digest for the two time. I feel like A, they either need to apologize publicly to him or reinstate his bundle in order for me to consider playing Call of Duty again. That's where I'm at. We just don't... Based. Uh, That's a tough one. That's... That's embarrassing. Holy (laughs) shit. This is after last night where he called out Call of Duty PR for all of this. And a lot of people have now responded. Uh, we're talking mainstream news. The past 24 hours, complete madness. Doc finished off by saying that he doesn't talk politics. This, okay. Oh, it's not political. Again, saying leave kids alone is not a political statement. That should just be a default stance of any normal person. This all happens yesterday as debate raged over Nick Merck's comments which were on a post showing anti-LGBTQ protesters attacking pro-LGBTQ supporters. No, fuck off. You want to know what this is? This is that little event we had covered in this previous video where a bunch of, like, Arabic moms and whatnot got together with a bunch of, like, Christian moms and said, you get these books out of these schools, you don't talk to our kids about sex, you don't bring these conversations to our kids, our kids are coming home saying weird shit to us. Look, right here, right? Puck it. Uh, COD champ says 
This happened four blocks from my Overwatch League apartment. Americans are in a sad place right now. Let people love who they love and live their own life. Down here, do Brendan Murphy, anti-LGBTQ protesters attack pro-LGBTQ demonstrators outside of a Glendale C California school board meeting. The school board is vowing to recognize June as Pride Month. Uh, I'll leave a link to my video. It's you're only it's gonna start with an out of context clip when things are already tense. That's all you're gonna get. This helicopter footage. Kind of wild. I need a drone, like a good one. I have a drone, but I don't know how to fly it. Yeah, <coughs> told you, don't fuck with the normies. You turn the moms and dads into a into a, a like into a politically active like voting base. You're going to start seeing more and more red cities and red states pop up. More and more as time goes on. Is there any... Hey kids, about Jeff and I having sex. And are you allowed to talk about that on Patreon? I will tell you about going no contact. So, you've decided to go no contact with your family. <laughs> if you need a family, you can come hang out with me. Hi, love. Here are three ways to disrespect your elders. Hey, if you stand up to that. For kids and parents' feelings. Hey, kids. About Jeff and Hi, kids. Remember, if you take a stand against that kind of behavior, guys... Activision Call of Duty thinks you're a mean old bigot, but what does FaZe Nick Merck say? Quote, they should leave little children alone. That's the real issue. Based. That's not even a political comment. Look, if he's from the left, I mean, you could argue, what? Is he just saying, is he saying, is he, he could be arguing to protect fucking trans kids for all you goddamn know. He's not. Uh, he's not. And it is ultimately the problem here. Because you have schools and creepy teachers and government officials pushing policies that target kids. And pass laws and restrictions and rules and grant certain abilities and powers to teachers that make it so parents have next to no information unless their kid wants them to have information. And they spend all the time they can telling the kid, Oh, but your parents just don't understand. We understand. We're safe. And I have to say this, man. It was like all the weird gender kids when I went, was in high school, they all wanted to be teachers. And like half of them became teachers. And of those who became teachers, like 75% of them are still weird gender people. So it's a bit of an epidemic. But that's all, all he said. They should leave children alone. That's the real issue. Nick followed this up by... Interesting. Anyway, 
They follow this up by framing it as a parent's choice issue about gender education in schools. A freaking Republican talking point. It's not a Republican talking point, Forbes. It is a factual talking point. Okay, let me ask you a question, Forbes. Why do you want, you know, why do you want schools to have sexual conversations in secret without the parents knowing? Why do you want adults that are not the parents of this child to have unfettered access to talk sex with them? I remember when I was a kid, you had to get a permission slip signed to have sex ed. Otherwise, you gotta go watch a weird, like, hour-long cartoon a couple days a week. So, why is it just an issue here? He says, parents' choice, parents' rights, media, you right-wing, bigoted, homophobic, transphobic, bigot. Really? Interesting admission about the LGBTQ community, is it not? Moving on. A freaking Republican talking point. Blow out your ass. And his PR said a larger statement would be forthcoming elaborating on the issue. Instead, the issue... Instead, he issued a tweet mainly just thanking his supporters for standing by him. Dr. Disrespect is probably the highest profile creator uh, making the most declarative statement in support of Nick. While announcing his plans to quit Call of Duty, I mean Call of Duty, in lieu of an apology, but also said, quote, That's one thing. I'll talk awards. We'll talk sports. These are the topics we'll talk about. One thing we won't talk about is politics. These people online, they're extreme one way or the other way. We don't have time. We're here to put on a show based this is a common fallacy this is a common fallacy fuck off cunt the hack who wrote this as backing nick in the situation is a political statement no it's not no it's not and again this is how you weaponize parents you tell them, yeah, well, saying that parents should have a right to know what goes on in their kids' schools is right-wing and bigoted. Parents are like, oh, that's right-wing? Right-wingers want me to have say over my kids in school? Oh, well, say less. MAGA hats for soccer moms, everybody. You fucking invalidic retard. Jesus Christ. This is a common fallacy. Fucking you and your goddamn lower than room temperature IQ. I swear to God. This is far from the first time Doc has threatened to quit or uninstall Call of Duty, which he's done many times before circling back to it. He is currently developing a rival shooter, Dead Drop. Good. And I look forward to when this game comes out and people buy it in mass. Because if you look what's going on with things like the Ripperverse, yeah, people want it. People want the non-woke, non-creepy, non-groomer content. Hey, and if the doc has that in store, man, I might get back into online first-person shooters. Maybe I'll do some Let's Play content. Probably not. You know, the cringy and passe as fuck, but, you know, it's just me. 
an extraction-based game with blockchain elements, including NFTs, in initially sold to access early versions. Oh, NFTs actually have a purpose. How about that? Dr. Disrespect also was infamously temporarily banned from Twitch in 2019 for streaming inside a bathroom at E3, after which his badge was also revoked. The act was also likely in violation of California's invasion of privacy laws. His account was later reinstated, but he was later permanently banned from Twitch in 2020 for reasons that were never disclosed. Yeah, and he's got a massive lawsuit allegedly under underway right now. As for his demands, there is little doubt that activism, Activision will not issue a public apology to Nick Merckx. And it would be surprising if they ever reversed course on the sales of Operator Skin. Again, I remember a lot... No, sure. Maybe nothing will come of this. Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm willing to humor that. Nothing will come of this, James. Fair. Alright, perhaps. Perhaps. I'll give you that. But I remember them saying that about the Bud Light thing. I remember them saying that about the Target thing. I remember them saying about the Nike thing. I remember them saying about the North Face thing. You remember what happened? In all the situations, millions, billions lost in days. Entire ESG credit scores tanked. Customers on the left and the right refusing to shop at your stores and buy your products. Again, keep fucking around. I will be here to laugh as you fucking find out, but I do want the right to keep in mind. I am just vaguely right-wing, but I do want to point them out to my more bloodthirsty... And I mean this in, like, a culture war meme, uh, memetics kind of way. Not like a literal hostile kind of way. Keep in mind what the difference is between revenge and teaching a lesson. Okay? The difference is you stop when they've learned. That being said, don't fucking stop. Keep fucking going. Double down. Double the fuck down. You finally got them in your fucking crosshairs. Why would you ever let them escape? I suppose it could be brought back in the future under some sort of claim. It was a temporary suspension. But who knows? You mean the likeliest outcome? I also do wonder what a contract for a likeness skin between a publisher and creator might look like. Uh, it's not that hard to look up. They happen all the fucking time. Uh, constantly. Uh, what's her fucking name? The female NASCAR driver who was in like every racing game ever? Okay, bud. Bruce Willis literally just sold his entire likeness and voice to an AI company. I don't... Uh, it's not that hard of a concept. It's pretty commonplace, actually. We'll see if any further action is taken, or if Doc, Nick, or any other streamers continue this saga. Nick is not personally banned from Call of Duty or anything like that, though I suppose he won't be playing with Doc anytime soon, after the supposed, un supposed uninstall for, the long, uh, for as long as that lasts. Paul. Take your pointy nose outside and go touch some fucking grass while you're molding, my man. 
Molding. Uninstall. For a for as long as that lasts, I've asked if any or I've asked I've asked if Doc has any additional comment past was already been said, and I will update later. Follow me on Twitter. No, I'm good. Pick me a pick pick up my sci-fi novel. I'm good, bud. But thanks. Let's see. First three comments, let's have a gander. Ed, God bless Dr. D and Nick for standing up for our children. Thank you so much, guys. Based Ed, I like Ed. John, oh yes. The common argument on the left. Everything is political. Even things that are not political are political because they are not being political. I like John. Wow, Forbes. Like, like faux leftist Forbes, They're, your comments don't belong to you. Oh boy, actual sense. With a name like that, you know it's an astroturfed account. Let's get into it. Human rights shouldn't be political, but here's, <laughs> but here's the right demonizing a small group of notably vulnerable people through legislation and propaganda. Really. How many stores are flying pride flags? How many Western-based social media companies and corporations change the social media and their layouts? How many? How hard does every news outlet rush to keep gay people in the spotlight? How many shows have been ruined with DEI policies just to force in these LGBT characters? How many pre-existing great characters have been ruined by a perky queer character buddy the and you want to talk about vulnerable what do you mean vulnerable the only people lgbtq people are vulnerable to are themselves have you seen the suicide rates suicide rates aren't homicide rates that's a self-inflicted issue my man but again cope seethe mold Rage. I didn't realize those three words are very powerful in Twitter arguments. It makes people, well, all three of those things. Unnotably vulnerable people through legislation and propaganda. <laughs> in direct mirror to the anti-gay conservatives in the 80s and 90s. But sure, it's the left that made this political. Uh, buddy. Buddy. Again, we're talking about children. Children aren't gay. And if your child is gay, and not in the I'm happy kind of way, that child needs a therapist. That child needs to be asked to point out parts on the doll. Alright? Because that child is a victim of grooming. Actual sense makes no goddamn sense. I'm so curious what's Human rights, human rights shouldn't be political. By F Freon. Oh, Freon. With a name like that, I'm expecting some chemical burns here, my man. Human rights shouldn't be political. Low. That is, that's all it is. This is how the Civil Rights Act of 1963-4 slash 
was passed by mostly conservatives. By the way, Democrats voted against it 40%, just FYI. Don't rewrite history, please. Name the anti-gay legislation you think exists. Talk about gaslighting. Mm. Marvelous. Cherry on top of the fucking cake, boys. I love it. And this Pride Month has been phenomenal for me. I don't know about you, but like when the butt when the butt light show is kicking off, I'm like, Pride Month's gonna be wild. Like you're gonna see companies drop their pride shit. I bet a lot of companies aren't even gonna do their pride thing, or if they do, it's gonna be just briefly to see what happens. And oh my god, I did not expect to be this dead fucking dead on with my fucking guesses. But lo and fucking behold, here we are. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls, and I will talk to you guys later. Deuces. Fire you are, my boy. (coughs) And oh, you're playing the exact game I need to talk with you about. Look, I was reading the news and I heard that Call of Duty just removed my boy Nick Merck's DLC from the game because he asked the LGBTQ to leave kids alone. (coughs) Now, as a responsible parent, they have made their decision as a business, so I am making mines as a consumer. You're turning that shit off right now and playing some Nintendo. <laughs> oh. What? What's that? Nintendo was for babies and they blacklisted Kotaku. Well, put a pacifier in my mouth because I'm buying a Switch after hearing that. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, fun and games is over. Turn that PS5 off, Junior, or Daddy's gonna have to go downstairs and get his belt. Then it's gonna be goofy time again. <laughs> oh. Huh? You're trying to reach max prestige? My boy, let me tell you something. Call of Duty hasn't meant shit since Black Ops 2. <laughs> oh, they haven't made an actually great COD game in over 10 years. Even the good releases that are just games are in the shadow of Black Ops 2. How do you go from the 360 era to current day and not make anything better than Black Ops 2 by now? (laughs) Statistically speaking, a company should have made a better game than the one they made 10 years ago. Now, how about you go play some Diablo 4? That's a new game that's not Call of Duty. That's made by Blizzard. And they're a part of Activision? Oh, I'm a retard for not knowing that. Oh, really now, Junior? Oh, we're about to find out who's a fucking retard in a jiffy minute when I go downstairs and get my belt. Oh, you stay put and burn off that PS5 before I get back up here. I know my boy's trying to get fucked up today for this one. (laughs) Junior, you better open up this door right now and turn off that game. It's not Activision's job to groom kids. That's Disney's. (laughs) Here's Goofy! 
Someday, my boy, when you get older, you'll think of moments like these as the best times in your life when you're up to your neck and bills and paying the IRS and taxes. Daddy's gonna be sporting and give you a head start. <laughs> oh. Come on, my boy. Come on, my boy. Where are you going at, Junior? Where are you going at? <laughs> oh, only 120 square feet in here. Which way Daddy's coming? Which way Daddy's coming? Is it going to be on the left or is it going to be on the right? Well, you're going left, huh? <laughs> oh, there's only three ways past me now. Three lanes, just like those shitty condom maps that Treyarch makes. <laughs> oh, no riot shield to save you from Daddy's belt. No flak jacket when I blast your ass. Oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, I got you. I got you, boy. <laughs> God damn! Looks like my boy learned a valuable lesson about disobeying his daddy. When daddy tells you to do something, you better listen. Well, that booty's gonna be hurting. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. My junior's got a TAC 56AR meta build. Hmm, been out of practice for a while, but I think I got time to shit on some squeakers. Let me get comfortable and... Oh, there we go. Oh. Hey, Junior! If you're down there, get Daddy a beer from the fridge! No Bud Light! I hate that shit! <coughs> oh. back to the side of four walls and James O'Keefe even without Project Veritas of course is still out there getting the headlines getting the scoops and catching these absolute fucking troglodytes in the act hey bud if you're like a four even as far as like Geek Squad employees go and you pull a nine or anything above like a seven point five at minimum you're probably getting busted either by the feds for that dubious content on your hard drive, or it's James O'Keefe about to bust you for your dubious, uh, you know, actions at work. But let's get into it. Breaking, James O'Keefe exposes BlackRock recruiter bragging about deciding people's fate, saying war is good for business. Mm, mask off, the song would go. Quote, the volatility creates opportunities to make profit. War is real fucking good for business. He's not wrong. Henry Kissinger's been saying this for a long time. One of our favorite writers over here, Hannah Nightingale. The video released by O'Keefe Media Group, OMG. Which, by the way, Inside Four Walls is a product of Sin Media. S-I-N Media. And James O'Keefe comes back with OMG. S-I-N OMG. That's cute. Moving on. Media Group on Tuesday showed a BlackRock recruiter, Serge Valerie Varley, my apologies, declaring that, quote, Ukraine is good for business. Unless you're, you know, just a regular everyday American citizen, then you're fucked and your taxes go up. When asked by an undercover OMG journalist about his thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war, Varley said the conflict is, quote, good for business, adding, as an example, Russia blows up 
uh, Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. The price of wheat goes <laughs> going to go mad up. He says he's going to go mad up, bruh. They don't want to be in the news. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on, on the radar. Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big sum of money, and then you can start to buy people. I work for Meet Serge Varlin, a recruiter at BlackRock. Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock's business. Do you have any um, thoughts on that? BlackRock Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding. You're like an undercover reporter. I don't know if no, 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 this, this is beyond them. The whole thing of like domination from a concept is so interesting. Hi, I'm James O'Keefe with OMG News. Here we are with our latest story, this time on BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset and investment managers, which owns significant shares of companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Anheuser-Busch, Meta, Target, Procter & Gamble, Comcast, CNN, Fox, and yes, Pfizer, just to name a few. At OMG, we do not shy away from exposing powerful companies, and we're not afraid of powerful people. So we decided to take a look for ourselves at the influence BlackRock has on our politics and the influence they have on our culture. So to do that, what better place to start a hidden camera investigation than into a self-described gatekeeper at BlackRock? Like, you're kind of like a f***ing gatekeeper at BlackRock. Yeah, I am. I, I decide people's things. Every f***ing day, I literally decide how somebody's life is going to be shaped. That's so powerful. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the whole thing of, like, domination from a concept is just, it's, it's so interesting. Introducing Serge Varley, whose LinkedIn says he's worked for Morgan Stanley, Citadel, and now as a recruiter at BlackRock. I work for BlackRock. I'm not actually a finance guy. I just I know what happens because I'm recruiting people for do these things. I'm the person who headhunts people from other firms, so I would approach you and say, "Hey, this is a good reason why you should work for us." Serge tells us who really runs the world, how they do it, and just how much it costs to buy people, like politicians. Let me tell you, it's not the 
All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. How do they run the world? You acquire stuff. You diversify, you acquire, you keep acquiring, you spend whatever you make in acquiring more. And at a certain point, your risk level is just super low. Like, imagine you've invested in um, like 10 different industries from food to to drinks to like technology, right? One, one of them fails, it doesn't matter. You have nine others to make up. The risk management is, is inherently just about everything. And in the finance space, it's all about it's, 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 well, it's all about the money you make. You don't, you don't let it sit. You're like, you keep using it over and over. And it Reinvest. Just, yeah, and it exponential growth. And then once you just own a little bit of everything, is that where the control? Yeah, you own a little bit of everything, and a little bit of everything gives you so much money on a yearly basis that you can take this big ton of money, and then you can start to buy people. Obviously, we have the system first. First, there's the senators. These guys, you got ten grand, you can buy some. The BlackRock recruiter also tells us about how the U.S. government relies on BlackRock for their economic simulation computational power. Economic simulation. They need to understand the impact of something. Like they're gonna like raise the interest rate, for example. They're gonna create a cascade of various factors. And just how f***ing great the Ukraine war is for business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Ukraine is good for business. You know, okay? We don't want the conflict to What? We don't want the conflict to end the country. The longer this goes on, the weaker Russia is. Uh, I'll give an example. Russia, Russia blows out Ukraine's grain service. Price of wheat is going to go mad up. So what are you going to do if you're a trading firm? The moment that news hits, within a millisecond, you're going to pump... You're gonna pump trades into um, into uh, whoever the wheat suppliers are, into their stocks. Within an hour or two, that stock goes up, and then you sell, and you just made, I don't know, or made no. Why would a news channel promote a sign of war? Because it's also good for business. I mean, what's news? News, right? What does news feed on? They feel like strategy, they feel on events that people like to watch so when it happens it's, it's good business for viewers when nothing's happening watch the news i'll watch it they're all pitching like the same talking point like you generally when you look at news like the ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market global wheat market this is fantastic if you're trading the volatility creates opportunity to make profit war is real good for business it's exciting when shit goes wrong, right? Surge also speaks on BlackRock-influenced news and even gave our journalists some tips. Based on everything we know now, when they say to sell, does no, that mean we should yeah. buy? And sell, yeah. It's like, uh, you know Jim Cramer? If you do uh, exactly the opposite of what he's advising, you actually make money. Huh? Uh, yeah. Uh. It's, like, it's called the, the inverse Cramer. But they only be in the news. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things than people aren't thinking about it. And when Surge was asked about insider trading, and if Larry Fink recently sold $100 million in BlackRock shares, here is what he said. Larry Fink recently sold $100 million worth of BlackRock. Damn, Larry, that's not a good sign. The people who trade and make money, they do this the moment information comes out. And that inquest typically, typically disseminated at private levels first before it gets the uh, mm -hmm. If you want to invest smart, there's a tracker that tracks all politicians and where they have their stocks. Preemptively, if the stock price, if we think the stock price is going to tank, we're going to sell so that 
so that we, we sell it high, it tanks, and we buy it back. And we made, well, we didn't make, but we preserved, preserved a few mil. But perhaps the most remarkable and profound comment by the BlackRock recruiter is the suggestion that nobody is going to care about what he is saying here or confessing here. Because as he says, quote, normal people don't give a shit. You're like an undercover reporter. Really? No, no, don't know how people worry about this stuff? I don't know. Normal people don't give a shit. This is, this is beyond them. That these types of questions our reporter asked are beyond all of you. The answer is something that you, the people, the consumers, the shareholders, couldn't possibly understand. It's been said that it's easier to fool a man than to convince him he's been fooled. There is no question that many Americans are still asleep who may not want to wake up from their necessary illusions. But we hope and believe by showing these tapes of this BlackRock gatekeeper speaking so plainly on so many topics that not only will we wake up people, but also inspire others to come forward on institutions like BlackRock. Oh, and this is just part one. Stay tuned tomorrow for my meeting with Serge Barlet. We also reached out for comment to BlackRock, and here's what they had to say. TLDR, they declined to comment. Alright. That's fun. That's fast. That's interesting, right, folks? <clears throat> So what are you going to do if you're a trading firm the moment that the news hits within a millisecond? You're going to pump the trades into whoever the wheat suppliers are into their stocks within an hour or two. That, sh that shit goes fucking up. Then you sell and you just make. I don't know, however many mil. The Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market. Jimmy Dore fans will know this because Jimmy Dore has mentioned this before. Global wheat market prices, uh, prices of bread, you know. Literally everything goes up and down. This is fantastic if you're trading. The volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is real fucking good for business. Hmm. Folks, reminds me of a certain thing Benjamin Yanyahu said before. And after we get through this, I'm gonna throw that little clip in just for you guys, just for you special, special guys at home. Every fucking day, I literally decide how someone's life is going to be shaped. Varley said, later adding, "I'm not actually a finance guy, a finance guy." I just know what happens because I'm recruiting people who do these things. Varley described the described to the undercover journalist the ease at which someone could buy a politician, stating, quote, It's not it's not thorough who the president is. Hmm. It's not through who the president is, it's through who's controlling the wallet. Of the president. When asked who's controlling the president's wallet, Varley responded with, quote, The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks, these guys run the world. Varley said, These banks run the world because you acquire stuff. You diversify. You acquire. You just keep acquiring. You spend whatever you make in acquiring more. And at, this, and at a certain point, 
your risk level is super low. Imagine you've invested in 10 different industries, from a food to drinks to technology. If one of them fails, it doesn't matter. You have nine others to back you up. Varley said that one that said that once, quote, you own a little bit of everything, you can take a big fuck ton of money, and then you can start to buy people. Speaking of buying people, Varley said uh, first tier uh, first tier are senators, which he called fucking cheap. You got ten grand, you can buy a senator. It doesn't matter who wins. They're in my pocket at this point. Well, ladies and gentlemen, isn't that comforting? Don't you feel happy knowing that? We look forward to seeing where the story goes. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been James Manson, and I shall catch you guys later.